0: when I did it with my salary cap league, when we did the um, expansion, the two guys that were joining the league, they came over to my house. We did it live. Uh, And there were a couple of other owners that came over to witness it. So they, they wanted to be there and be part of it. You know, it gave them a chance to, to kind of come into the league with knowing some people. Then Uh, they, they obviously would have looked over the rosters. So they weren't jumping in, not knowing which teams had which players on it. It was a, I felt it was a pretty good way to start off new people into the league. They, they weren't just joining right when the season started. You know, they came in and they were invested right from that point then because they were taking players from people, which that you're not going to not get to know that person a little bit if you're taking somebody off their roster. So it, right. it works. it works to increase a little communication as well.
1: One thing that I have that I found really interesting, and I don't think it was a typo. Uh, if it was, then this is not going to be a good question. Oh, no. oh the so, 0.75. Well, I did write that down too. But this, oh, is, okay. this is even more interesting to me. Uh, so in your Dynasty startup draft, your draft oh. order looked like yeah. it was 1 through 14, then 14 yep. through 1, then 14 through 1 again in the third yes. round, and then Snake. So I've never done that before. I was like... I wonder if he got a little dyslexic or something with typing yep. that And But then I was like, oh, that seems to be what it is. And so what was the thought process behind that? Have you ever done a draft that way? And I think you just did your startup draft. So how did that go?
0: We did. And <laughs> all right, people, you want to hear how insane I am? I spent hours focus, uh, figuring out the best way to try and do this, this Dynasty Startup. And like I said, my, my best friend and I, we went back and forth. He really wanted to do an auction, and so did I. I just logistically, as the person running it, I didn't see how we would be able to do it. We The, the people that are in this league, I don't know that any of us have ever done a Dynasty League. So I kind of felt that the draft was the easiest way to do it. I really do believe an auction is the best way to start, uh, easily the best way to start, because then everybody has the, a fair shot at every player. But I didn't want people to have to go and nominate a player every day. I wasn't sure that that wasn't going to scare people off. Um, I I don't want people to be overwhelmed by it. I want people to enjoy it and get into this league. I believe I have strong owners in it. (laughs) Every time I see one of them, we talk about the Empire League. So I know everybody's thinking about it, and I I think everybody's going to enjoy it. As I was trying to figure out the most fair way to do it, because a snake draft is awful. It is not fair in any way. If you want to really nerd out, go look at it. Read, read. There's reports out there where people have spent time doing studies, and the person that gets the first pick wins a higher percentage of the time. So this was called a uh, – what was the second round – a third round serpentine or something like that. There, there's actually multiple formats, and this was based on the uh, studies that I read – They, you know, this was considered kind of the second most fair. I did read there, the most fair is actually one through 14, then 14 to one, 14 to one, 14 to one. Then you start serpentining, which that seemed a little excessive to me. I wasn't willing to go that far. But if you think about it, with the way we ended up setting this up, if you have that first pick, usually you are stoked because you get the first pick. And even by the time your second pick comes around, you're, pretty happy and then you get to pick that first you always have the first option in every other round you know you're never losing that advantage and early on picks are enormous at the top of a dynasty draft I mean the the first half of the first round those are irreplaceable picks no and for the people that are at the end of that round they don't even have a chance at those players I mean you can give up a whole lot to move up but to move from one fourteen to one hundred one, you would be giving up a truckload to make that trade. So I, I really wanted to make it as fair as possible, and I I think we hit it. It did create a little bit of a. I I did have one owner who was not aware that that's how it was going, and uh, he's like, "Wait a second, shouldn't I be shouldn't I be up soon? Why am I why am I not going?" And I said, "Well, because we're not just doing a straight snake draft. You got." I don't know, I can't remember where he was. He was up in the up in the upper echelon of the first round. Right. So then he had to wait. And then he had to wait again. And uh as a result, you know, the way the way it played out, I think it actually worked really well. The guy that had the first round pick, of course, or the first pick, he of course won OBJ. But then he had to wait so long that he took one he ended up taking um, I think he took a we put our rookie picks in our dynasty startup in a, in a slot form so you could take the rookie 101 the rookie 102 the rookie 103 you could take the you know and if you took the 101 you also got the 201 the 301 the 401 so you were drafting a rookie slot um, i think with his second pick i think he took Jam- Jameis, or he might have taken the rookie he might have taken the rookie 101 or something and then he had to wait and when it came back to him, he took another one. So while he does have possibly the best dynasty asset, he by no means has the best dynasty roster. And the way it shook out when I went back, and, of course, I'm me, so i looked at everybody's roster, and I'm trying to compare them. And I think we did a pretty good job of, of getting the rosters to be pretty even. Um, we do, We did have some owners that went for multiple picks, which I said was go for it, you know. I don't need a rookie draft pick in this in this year's class if, if I don't want to go for it. So we have one owner who took four rookie draft slots, which that's going to be interesting. He's going to be super active when the rookie draft starts for it. His team is going to be very young, but he's hoping to build it young and you know go from there. That's the strategy he took, and those rookie picks are gaining in value. I imagine we're going to start seeing trades, maybe not right now, but the rookie draft starts on May 5th, so – as that approaches, I think there's going to be more people that want to jump, especially those people like me who don't have a rookie draft pick because <laughs> I, I just didn't go for it. I, I, I like, I liked the, the players that were out there still every time I had the chance, I'd, I still liked another player better than who I figured I'd get at the one dot whatever pick. So
1: there's two things that you said. that are really interesting to me because I've, I've heard of the drafts before where you can draft a player or you draft the rookie pick. So rather than drafting Lamar Miller, I want to draft the 101. But you are actually drafting slots. So yeah. when you're drafting the 101, you're drafting the 101 and the 201 and the 301. So that's just a really fascinating theory to me. And also, you can take more than one. So, so you yeah. can end up with just a ton of rookies, which is, man, that's cool. I think that that really challenges your startup draft to say, what's my approach? You know, am yep. I going to am I going to try to dive into these rookies this year? And this is a challenging rookie draft because I think a lot of people are kind of down on it. So it's, that's a really interesting concept. I'll, uh, I might, I might email you later and see if I can get the results of that dynasty startup because I'm interested to see what it actually looked
0: like. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll send it to you. No problem. It, It, it went really, it was very interesting. I mean, there was, uh, there was a lot of unpredictability to it, and I had no idea when the first rookie pick would go off the board. Um, i I'm, I think he took it with his second, his second. So it was, you know, the the sec two or the twenty eighth pick, I think, is where essentially Ezekiel Elliott went, which is probably pretty close to where he would go in a in a dynasty that included rookies.
1: Right. So I have, I have one more question on the Empire League, and then I'll open it up to you if there's anything more that you want to expand on. But so in this league, there's so many rules, and there's so many details that you had even mentioned, like there's already something that maybe I want to change or do differently next year. And that's always a challenge for me because I hear about new things every year. My, the owners in my leagues probably think, gosh, this guy's changing everything every year, so I have to like tone it back a little bit. Um, so, heading into next offseason, I saw you had the, this outlined in your rules that um, once a rule is proposed by an owner, then the majority vote, and obviously majority wins, uh, and the person that proposes the rule doesn't vote. So, that seems all standard. I'm in agreement with that. So, my question to you is this, because I wonder for myself often, if Frank, I almost said John again, if Frank comes to you and proposes a rule next offseason, you're like, God, that sounds just dumb. Like that doesn't seem like it would be a benefit in any way. Do you give that to the group and let every single rule that's proposed to you, do you, do you move that forward to the bigger group or do you kind of try to filter it, talk it through and then come up with something to change?
0: Yeah. They don't have to come to me first. If they, if they want a rule changed uh, I am open, put it up on the message board, type it up, tell, you know, tell me the reason that you think it should be changed I by no means think that I wrote these rules perfectly. I have already found, like I said, you know, I wish I'd have gone redraft. We don't have taxi squads. I didn't really know what taxi squads were when I wrote up the original rules. Our dynasty league should have a taxi squad. I feel really bad that we don't because the guy that just stockpiled all of those rookie picks, he could stockpile team, you know, players and just he could have every rookie on his roster. I I wish. I would have put a taxi squad in there no matter what size it would have been. I think unlimited taxi squads are actually a very good thing because then you have no reason not to make a draft pick. There's times when it's not going to be to your advantage to make a draft pick because you're not going to want to cut a player off your roster. Um, You know, we only have 25 man rosters in the dynasty. That's not super deep, but with a 14 team league, I think it's going to thin the waiver wire out quite a bit. Um, But I, I wish I would have done the taxi squad. So I I will fully admit that there are there are probably things – and since I sent out the initial rules, there are things that I uh, – there were things that we did not vote on. I just said, you know what? I missed this. I should have included it. It should have been in there. I'm putting it in there as the commissioner. If anybody disagrees and thinks it shouldn't be in there, just reply and let me know, and then we'll go from there. Most things that I've put in, nobody's had any issues with. I forgot to include that Fab could be traded, uh, you know, in the in the Dynasty League. Fab is a, it's an asset, so why shouldn't it be traded? And I just didn't put it in there when I wrote up the original rules. It was an oversight on my part, and so I tried, you know, I just corrected it. So I'm open. They can put up whatever they want. We'll take a vote on it. Like, you know, they don't vote, so there's never going to be a split vote that will leave it to me to be the deciding factor. If you propose, we all know how – how you think it should go if you're the one proposing it and if it's something I disagree with I'll state that I have no problem with that i you know I disagree with people all the time about stuff and I, if I feel I really need to convince the rest of the owners to not have this whatever this is in a league that I'm running I'll do what I can to to try and win that argument
1: man I couldn't agree more like it's it's just that's cool I like the way that you have that set up and it is so difficult to cover everything and when you have six different formats going on in one league yeah. I don't I don't know how you could do it all without saying whoops hold on guys I need to change this or we need to look closer at this so I think that'll probably be a continual thing but I think you have the right mindset of being flexible the I mean you don't want to be the the dictator that says no 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 no, I didn't screw that up like this is this is how it is so it's good that you're willing to change your mind and and see things done differently so um, that is that is the majority of the things that I had highlighted that I wanted to go over with the Empire League. Um, do you have anything else that you wanted to talk about that, that I missed? Um, or can we move to my really weird questions <laughs> that I came up with? That's what I'm most excited about. I'm really trying to scoot us along here to my questions that don't have anything to do with fantasy football.
0: Uh I'm gonna avoid doing those as long as possible. So no, uh the 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 other couple of things that I would like to hit on, like I said um ways to kind of try and prevent people from tanking, even though if somebody wants to tank, they're only hurting themselves in the long run in this. One thing that I got when I when I I joined Twitter to get feedback on this league. I was not on Twitter a year ago. I, I joined it in August because I had started thinking about this league and I wanted to bounce the idea off people that ran leagues. So I reached out to a lot of people got some really helpful feedback. One of the most interesting things he said, you know, why don't you include something that gives those owners that are out of it, like in the redraft leagues that will get entice them to continue to play, you know, even beyond just getting your empire points, because there is a difference between getting 12th place and getting 10th place. But at the same time, you want people to try and be as competitive as possible. So he suggested a rule where if you basically go undefeated in a week in the head-to-head format, you get a lottery ticket to get that 1.15. So we're not always going to have a a, a 15th pick in our first round of the Dynasty League, but the ways that we will would be if there's a change in ownership, then it's going to be up for grabs. If somebody actually goes 4 and0 in the head to head formats, which that's the salary cap, the dynasty, the auction and the redraft. if you go 4 and0 in your on any week, you get a lottery ticket. And so you know say, say there's I don't know six perfect weeks throughout the entire year, there will we will pick one of those six people and they will get that 1.15 pick. So I think, I think that's pretty cool. That was a suggestion that I got from somebody else. So, so I love that suggestion, and that was super helpful to me, and I thought that's a really cool way to, even if even if you're out of it, especially in like year four, if you're not going to be able to catch up in empire points, I still want you playing for a reason. So, you know, you're always looking for a way to improve your dynasty team, so I felt that would be something that would be a pretty good way to do it. Um Another rule that I already want to change, I'm going to just go ahead and make all my notes for the Empire 2.0 version so that when I set that up, I can go back and listen to it. In this one, I actually just talked to um, Andy Mateer, and I I loved the way that he did his playoffs. I think I've set the head-to-head playoffs to come up with a pretty good way to get everybody in. We go... The first seed is the best, the best record. Second seed is the highest scoring team. That's not the number one seed. Then you go best record, highest scoring, best record, highest scoring. I think I actually want to make the sixth seed in each of the head-to-head formats. I want to set it to do like the all play, which I find, I found that to be awesome. Basically, if you played every single team every single week, what would your total record be? You know, I think I've got it to the point where it's set to get the best six teams in in each of the head-to-head formats. But I know that that would definitely get even if somebody, you know, if somebody has some off weeks, I think that way the all-play might be the way to go. And so I think I might, i into in the second version, I might change how I get determine the sixth seed. That shouldn't even matter. It's the sixteen of, of, of the formats. And I just realized that I just talked about that for a few minutes, and people are probably like, wow, you're you're really just nuts.
1: <laughs> no, all play is seems to be a great determiner of, like you said, kind of taking that luck factor out of it a little bit because um, we all have those bad weeks and those bad seasons where we play bad matchups that score a lot of points, and we also score a lot of points and we still lose. So all play is a great way to kind of even all that out and see who the most consistent and best teams are. All right, man. Are you done procrastinating on this? We're going to move on to out of the league. Yeah. I don't think
0: there's anything else I can, uh, I don't think there's anything else I can bring out. Okay, Dang. Uh, I wish this was was live so that Twitter would be firing questions at me right now and I could just (laughs) answer their questions. Only league-based questions, obviously. All right, let's see what you got.
1: I, I don't even know why you're putting this off. It's not hard. No, uh, I
0: have editing power, so. <laughs> they, I
1: mean, they are kind of football-related, some of them. No, I'm
0: good. One, I'm good. one of, good. One of them is on.
1: definitely not football-related. First question, if you were an NFL GM, not fantasy football, NFL GM and somehow we lived in a magical universe where you got the number one overall pick to pick any player in the NFL to start your franchise with, who would it be and why?
0: Any NFL player to start the franchise with, um, it would be Andrew Luck. Uh, Despite the fact that he hosed me and cost me money, it would still be him. I mean, quarterback, in reality football, quarterback is number one. You have to have that. He's young. He's intelligent. I believe that the uh, NFL GMs would probably go that way if every single player was into a big pot. I think they'd be fighting pretty hard to get him. So I think I'd go Andrew Luck.
1: All right, next question. We are living in an even more magical land. <laughs> and I'm going to say, if you, in your current body and ability, if you were an NFL running back oh and, some- and somehow you got 300 carries, you didn't get hurt, you survived the whole season, you got 300 carries, how many total yards would you have?
0: You hey, can pick, hey, what, you can pick hey.
1: whatever team you want to play for too.
0: Yeah, you could put me behind Dallas's line, and I think I get negative. Uh, they do keep track of negative numbers, so it, it would it would certainly finish that way. I so you think I don't
1: negative I don't, total yards you would get. You get oh, more than sure. negative one yard each oh, carry. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I I'm not even making it back to the offensive line against that kind of talent. I, I have no speed. You you said my current my current state, right?
1: Correct. Yes. All
0: right. I'm I'm not unfit. I, I'm actually in much better shape than I used to be, but I'm still not even making it back to that line. I would have to have like 12 offensive linemen standing in in a wall around me.
1: You're too unconfident. I was hoping you were going to say like 600 yards, two yards of carry so that we could kind of argue back and forth on that. I can't even even argue with that. I can't (laughs) say that you do less than negative. All right. This one is the best one. So – would you rather? I always choose this. Would you, I always choose this. Would you rather? Because it's a real big determiner of your character. So this is and all my that. son.
0: This is my son's favorite game. Would you rather? His would you rather's are extremely interesting. I'm interested to see what you came up with now.
1: Well, I always get a very similar answer, and it's always the wrong answer. So I'm hoping you don't give the wrong answer here. <laughs> so, would you rather be stuck in a room with a snake? So this huge snake. It's. I always think of it as like a a racquetball court. So it's just no windows, just white walls. You're stuck with this snake. And in, in both of these scenarios you're going to die. Sorry. Uh, but so you're stuck with this snake and the I like way that it, you, I
0: like this game already.
1: The way that you die is the snake, you know, however long it takes, it like slithers over, it does its thing, and then it like wraps itself around you and like suffocates you. Sorry to get morbid, but so that's the option 1 of how you die. It's a gigantic snake. Option 2 is you're being chased by a bear and let's say you're being chased for like a mile and at the end of that mile the bear I mean, eats you, I mean, however it (laughs) happens, you know, clubs you and then like eats you alive. So which, which way do you want to die?
0: Oh, I'm going to take this a different, well, I mean, I'm going to give you your answer. No, you can't take it a different way. I'm not taking it it a different way. I'm giving you the answer. It's just my reasoning is going to be, is going to be bad. Um, So when you said giant snake, that made me think of a terrible movie, uh, Anaconda, which is. (laughs) Horrible, horrible, god-awful movie about a giant snake. Um, When you said bears, I can only think of one thing when I hear bears. Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. So (laughs) given those two options, at least if I was being chased by a bear for a mile, I would be running through office quotes in in my mind. So that's going to be my preferred method. I would rather die laughing at office quotes going through my mind than thinking of a John Voight movie.
1: You did actually get it wrong. You chose the bear, and that's the wrong answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> that would be awful. Everybody chooses the bear, but it's wrong. The snake is the correct answer.
0: Yeah, I, I don't want to go either way, I, but I, I think the, the bear would definitely be, I'd be I, <laughs> I would be less not smiling, I think is probably the right way to phrase it. Less not smiling. Not necessarily smiling, but closer to a smile.
1: Okay, I got two more questions for you. This All one right. is NFL-related. If you were an NFL coach and you could only – I think of Remember the Titans. Like on Remember the Titans, they ran like eight plays, but they ran them to perfection. Um, so if you're an NFL coach and they said, hey, you can only run three plays, the exact same three plays over the course of the game, what three plays would those be?
0: <laughs> I have no knowledge for play calling.
1: Okay, just what, what would the I, players I, do I, in I, general? I, can, I don't know what they're calling. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I can tell you uh, they're, none of them are going to be running plays. I am people think I'm a running back hater. I'm not. They're just worthless. So that's why it's not that I hate them. I just don't ever want running backs. I like quarterbacks. I like fast wide receivers that are big and go up and get the ball. It's way more exciting. So uh, the first play would definitely be go deep every time, just sprint <laughs> down, throw it as hard, throw it as far as you can. If you can throw an 80 yard pass every time, try it. Cause all it's got to do is work once. And it's, you know, it's worth it. So Obviously, that would be number one. Um, the second one, you know, I always find flea flickers to be entertaining. I'm, I'm clearly not going to get a job based on this because I'm thinking super technical playing. Um, the flea flicker is always fun. It's amazing how many people get out of their position on defense. They shouldn't still stick with your guy. You're not going to go tackle that ball carrier from off on the side. So why are you going after him? So that would probably be number two. Um, the third play I'm trying to, trying to think of as a Bengals fan, I've seen Hugh Jackson come up with some pretty creative, pretty creative ones, but I think I'm going to go with whatever I could do that would be like how Bill Belichick uh, stuck it to the Ravens. That's awesome. He, he went through the rule book, you know, and he found a little way to not break the rules, but expose a rule that allowed his team to get an advantage. So I'm not sure exactly what that play would be because I don't know the rule book for the NFL, but uh, I would spend time looking up the rule book so that I could design a play to push that limit.
1: So your team would definitely go on 16 because I've thought of a few things as you were talking, oh, your, clearly. your quarterback would need shoulder surgery. Like after the second game, he's, oh, throwing, yeah. he's throwing every single play um, your, your Belichick trick play. If it's one of the three plays you're running, it's not going to be that tricky after halfway through the first quarter oh, of no, the no. first game.
0: We're, we're throwing deep. We're throwing deep eighty oh. percent of the time. Oh okay. I uh, didn't 19, get to right break Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I should have given you the percentage breakdown. We're we're basically just chucking it over and over and over. I don't I don't want one I you know, I don't want one catch for seven yards. That that gets me barely anything in a PPR league. So uh that I makes I want, want, want that eighty yard catch.
1: That makes sense. And you'd even probably win, like, the field position battle over the course of a game, too, because even if they intercept it, they're probably going to be on their five-yard line with those yeah, bombs to being thrown.
0: I think I'd be drafting a quarterback every two years.
1: Yep. All right, my last question, not goofy at all. We're going to tie it back to fantasy football. If you were kind of getting into this magical universe again, if they said, hey, John, you – can instill one rule in every fantasy football league, regardless of format, online, live draft, whatever it is, there's one rule that you want to see every fantasy football league have. What would that be?
0: Oh, I only get to pick one. Yep. Um, hmm. Well, I do like fantasy land. fantasy land. is fun. That's actually where I live when I think about, you know, I think about forming leagues. It is in fantasy land because <laughs> that, that is this is the inside of my brain where I do think about you know. Well, let's what rule can I put in? Uh, fantasy land also a very good podcast. Shout out Peter Overset. Believe it or not, it, I think the rule that I that I've started to use in leagues that I like a lot that I haven't really seen in many places is a running back rule. Despite my uh, distrust of how valuable they are, I. I changed the amount of yards that it requires to get a point in in a league a a little while back. It used to it was always, you know, point one point for 10 yards. I wanted to change that because the NFL has changed that. The NFL doesn't care if a running back gets a hundred yards in a game anymore. So kind of a 10-point benchmark. In my mind, it's not a hundred yards anymore. So we ch- I changed it. It's a small change. I made it one point for every point eight yards, um, or for every eight yards, one point for every eight yards. So it was a really small, subtle change, but the scoring actually evened out a little bit. Uh, running backs did become a little bit more important, and when you have a guy that goes off for 160 yards, all of a sudden that's a huge difference because you're getting 20 points instead of getting 16 points. So it's a real small change that I I like it a lot. I mean, I love PPR. I love offensive scoring. And the running backs kind of got pushed to the wayside. And I, I'm a, you know, I, I played that way, so I stopped caring about them. I want to care about every position that I'm playing. So that, that, I think, is the one that I would try and push in every league. I don't think I'll ever start a league again where the running back doesn't get more than just a single point for 10 yards because it's hard for running backs to get those yards there's so many committees out there you know if a running back gets 75 yards in a game that's actually a pretty good game in in today's nfl so i think they should be rewarded in fantasy for having a game of 75 yards and a touchdown doesn't seem like it should be that impressive but it's actually harder harder to obtain than most people think
1: you're right and you saw one point for every eight yards. You don't see that very often. But you said you wouldn't start a league that's one point for 10 yards. So that's, that's really interesting to me. And I, I agree. I think fantasy football is getting more towards that. Like there's a lot of leagues that do .25 points for every carry. And that's kind of another way to offset that. And, you know, we it seems like all of us like PPR, or .5 PPR, that helps those running backs that catch the ball. But, yeah, yeah I, think, I think we're trying to gear more towards getting those running backs value.
0: Yeah, the, the points per carry. I've never done a league with it. Uh, I am joining one that has that this year, so I'll be interested interested to see how that goes. The reason that I don't use that because it not every carry is productive. Every yard that somebody gets is productive, uh, you know. And if you're if you get a negative yard, you that's negative production. You lose a decimal point on that, you know. If you get a carry and you lose five yards, you are still going to lose the yardage point points, whatever that equals in your scoring system, but you're still getting a per, or, you know, a a quarter of a point per that carry that took you nowhere. So that's the reason I didn't go with point per carry when I wanted to increase the value of running backs because they still have to earn something. You, You have to get positive yards to get positive points. Um, I'm really trying to do away with – Danny Woodhead's a fantastic fantasy asset, and I love him. He's a player that I have on – I've had in leagues for years. I've always tried to get him because you can always plug him in. Um, But there's times when he has a game where he has like seven catches for, you know, 18 yards. That's a good game in a fantasy game for him. I don't want that to be a good game in a fantasy game. I want that to reflect what it is in the NFL kind of a garbage day. So, I'm trying to get running backs to get their yards by running, you know. That's my goal.
1: That's a good point. I was going to challenge you. I was going to say, "So, what's the difference between a rush for negative 1 yards and a catch for negative 1 yards because we all like PPR it seems like." But I agree. Mm-hmm. There's got to be there's got to be the balance between the two. And I
0: That'll yeah. take us back to my 0.75 points per reception. I, I lowered that in the Empire League. That's new to me. I've I've always done full point PPR. But with the NFL going so pass heavy now, I actually kind of think we have all gone a little bit overboard on the full point PPR because like I said, you know, you you get that running back who gets five or six catches and his yardage total barely breaks double digits. The .75 points per per reception, I don't think you're going to notice a difference when Antonio Brown goes off for, you know, 10 catches, 150 yards. He's still going to score a boatload of points but it's going to be harder to find that option that you know you can just slide in there and they're going to get five catches for 20 yards. You know, that that value you're not going to get as much out of that one. So uh, so, so I I lowered the PPR in this league just cuz I wanted to see what it would look like.
1: I agree. We just added 0.5 PPR to my league and I think for me that's that's my sweet spot because I agree full point PPR although I like it um, I think that it does, it, it does weigh pretty heavily. Uh, and so 0.5, 0.75, whatever it is, I think a lot of us like PPR in one form or another. So it's just kind of based on your experience and, and what you've dealt with in the past as to where you lean. So that's all I have for that. The last thing, man, we've been talking for a long time.
0: I so yeah, this is gonna have to be multiple. I'm gonna have to do editing and multiple episodes. You uh, can cut
1: you can you can cut out anything we talked about, but not the bear versus snake. That was, no, that was no, like the
0: that no. was the largest
1: font on my on my cheat sheet because <laughs> I, I needed to make sure I didn't miss that one.
0: No, I'm not gonna cut anything out. Uh okay it's it's just a matter of I have to do splitting and separating in the in the multiple episodes, which I didn't know like. When I when I started this thing, I I guess I'll I'll take one minute or two to talk about the podcast. So, like you know, I I think I've said it on this many times why I started it because I like these ideas and I think other people like these ideas. And when I just talk to people that I know, they start to think I'm crazy and probably want me to go away if I'm not talking to anybody face to face. And the only people that are listening are choosing to do it. uh, They can all listen to my insanity. But you know, as I got into this, I thought. Oh, you know what? All I have to do is push record and then put it up on this site. It's a little bit more intensive than that, but it has been fun. I have enjoyed it. Me and you have both started to get some really positive feedback from it. So I hope people will keep bringing that. I hope people will will realize after listening to this episode just how crazy my brain is. Uh, this is what my brain works or thinks about at work. Uh, I spend too much time thinking about it in it's probably a distraction to my life, but this is what I think about. I've enjoyed the podcast. I'm glad I went to this level of fantasy insanity and and started this too, because I think it's been fun. Uh, You know, we're going to keep pushing it and seeing how, see how far we can go with it.
1: Yeah, I agree. And John has a ton of, I mean, he does a great job with the podcast I was just filling in today, but he has a ton of great guests that he's already interviewed. We're waiting to come out with those podcast episodes and he has a lot on the horizon. So I'm excited for the future of the podcast. And I think you just keep getting interesting people on here and keep getting different perspectives and uh, we'll be, we'll be going the right direction. So John, do you have anything else? You, I'll, I'll plug a few things. You can find John at uh, Empire FFL on Twitter and you can find me at Commish Talk Blog. Oh, I almost forgot. I asked somebody. I asked everyone to review the podcast. If you rate and oh, yeah. re- I mean, every, everybody says this in podcasts, but there's a reason they say it because it's helpful. If you like the content on here, or even if you kind of like it, still rate it five stars. Just pretend you like it a lot, and rate and review it on iTunes because that makes it easier to find for people. I think right now we don't have enough ratings or reviews to be actually have an average star. So no, we don't. Know. Get on there, rate, and review it. Uh, it's extremely helpful for us. It only takes a minute to do. And since we are just starting, we would we would love that feedback. But uh, one of my good friends on Twitter, Robert is his name, he wrote a review for us today. So I was really excited. And he said, as a commissioner of a unique league with customized rules, I've constantly searched Reddit, Twitter, and specifically commishtalk.com. He's kind of sucking up there, which I like for new ideas to incorporate in my current league or to include in future ones this podcast is exactly what i've been looking for in a podcast great guests great topics this is the one this is one of those podcasts that will become a weekly add to my library so that's that's awesome to hear we are improving i know i don't have the greatest podcast skills in the world but we are improving as time goes on and i think the overall topic of this discussion is is different than a lot of other fantasy podcasts that you'll see so we really hope that you are enjoying it, and we'll continue to to rate, review, tell your friends, and come back with us for future episodes. So, John, since you are the official host, I will let you get us out of here. Do you have anything else?
0: I don't think so. Thank thanks to you said his name was Robert. Yeah. Thank thank you, Robert, for that rate and review. Uh, that was the first I heard of, heard that one. I, I have not gone. I don't I don't go out to read them. So if you do put one out there. Um, you know, let me know, let me know that you rated and reviewed it. I'll go and look at it or send me a screenshot. You're probably always going to get a shout out on here for it because you know, it is, it's, it's great to hear. That makes me feel really good. That is the goal of why I started this. And we have just started to get some personal feedback. People have told me personally, and then I've had other people that I have no idea who they are personally start to send me some messages. uh, You know, just, Hey, thanks for starting that. Oh my gosh, this is, you guys talk about the things that I think about. I didn't, you know, other people didn't realize there's other people out there that are like that. There are, there, there are some of us. um, I'm not alone. I, you know, I continually try and tell my wife that, honey, it could be so much worse. I don't know if it actually could, but I'm trying to find enough people that are at least similar in mindset to me that, that she'll realize that, uh, that, that she's not the only one out there suffering. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> from from being married to a commissioner that thinks like this. So, uh, you know, keep the rates and reviews coming. You know, let, let me know how, how I'm doing with it. I am enjoying it, so I'm going to continue it. Hopefully I can keep bringing you ideas every week. But it would be super helpful if you let us know, you know, what you want us to talk about. If you've got a question, whether it's specific to a league or not, anything that you want us to try and figure out a creative way to, to solve it, this really is what we think about. So, just let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. I, I am always there to interact with. Sometimes I'm at work and I might not respond right away, but I usually check it multiple times throughout the day. So, it, it is. It, it's what's fun to me. I don't have too many other hobbies. Fantasy football is is kind of kind of where it's going right now. So, oh yeah, you wanted me to take us all the way out. Oh, I was uh. like. So
1: yeah. the, last, the last episode we did, I started talking before he clicked the button to be done. And so I was waiting <laughs> on that. I was like, that's kind of a weird way to end it, but that's uh, fine. going to click no, the button.
0: I, I was throwing it. I was throwing it back to you there though. <sighs> but, all right. Well, the only,
1: only mistake we made the whole nope, episode. We're going to have to am, re-record.
0: Nope. I am leaving this in just so that people realize that uh, we are complete amateurs at this. <laughs> if there's any sponsors out there, we are not amateurs. We are highly trained professionals and uh you should definitely advertise with us no oh well that was <laughs> what a great way to end uh end this episode so i will try and end it The <laughs> i'll try and end it correctly <laughs> now oh uh, well, thanks just i Justin. i really do appreciate you uh coming on and and hosting on this i'm pretty sure if, if i would have just gotten on here and talked it would have sounded like me just reading the rules of the league and I didn't want to do that, but I, I definitely want to tell the story of the league because people have been asking for the story of the league. So hopefully this will help a little bit. You know, I really do appreciate you coming on. Like Justin said, go to his site, commishtalk.com. You're gonna find all kinds of great content there. You're gonna find this podcast on there if you wanna listen in a way where you're not by your phone and you know you're not on iTunes, or even go there and click through it. You know, there's plenty of ways to listen to it now. Go to that website. Listen to it. Interact with Justin on Twitter. Interact with me on Twitter. That's what we're there for. So, Justin, thanks a lot. I do appreciate you coming on to host this. And uh, I will be back in with future episodes. And Justin will be back. with. Uh, we're going to have commission talk episodes coming up from time to time. So, we will literally just be talking commissioner issues and maybe a few other little things that are entertaining. Maybe he'll ask me how I want other other things to die. How other ways I have to decide to die. <laughs> so. Thank you very much, guys. You all have a great time, and uh, I will talk to you later. Thanks. I just want to stay in the sun where I find. of peace in the sun's peace of mind i know it's hard sometimes yeah i think about the end just way too much but it's fun to fantasize all my enemies who I'm on my ride